You've heard episode 32 of Soccer Cards United, but you had questions. That's okay. We have answers. My name is Jason, and this is Postcards United, our weekly Q&A show here for Soccer Cards United. Uh, this one accompanies, as I say, episode 32. You send in your soccer card questions on a postcard. You get your soccer card answers on a podcast. I'm joined by my co-host, Enzo. We are recording this instead of watching Lionel Messi's record-breaking appearance uh, for Barcelona as he becomes the most capped Barcelona player um, in their history. Uh, but let's not watch that, Enzo, because they're playing Wesca. Hi, how are you, Enzo? Hey, Jason. Yes, let's miss a bit of history to make a bit of history. Oh, I like that. We're saying, Leo, we have our own history to make. We just like, forge our own path. Yeah, number Very good. episode 32. Let's go. Very good. Okay, so um, for anyone who doesn't know, we answer questions on this show. And uh, it seems like an absolute age since we recorded our last episode, Enzo. Um, so I'm not, I don't really remember what, what we discussed on episode 32, but I'm sure we have some questions uh, related to it and some questions unrelated to it. Yeah, here we go. So we're opening up with a, with a dear friend of ours, John Nellis. Jason? All right. Hi, John. He said um, he wants to know what a card show entails and why we should be excited at the prospect of one. Okay. Okay. So we don't. We I've never been to a card show. You know, you haven't either, Enzo. Nope. Because we've been in the hobby in pandemic times. And yeah, Europeans. And we're, yeah, we're in Europe. Right. So yeah. Okay. So uh, I haven't been to a card show. Do you want to tell us what a card show entails? Do you know what a card show entails? Yeah, I know. I know bits. I know bits, Jason. So and there's been a few going on. There's a Dallas show recently that was that was crazy. So um, card shows is where everyone kind of collectively meets up in a convention center of sorts. Everyone can kind of pay to have their own table where they can sell their own cards. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's pretty much like a lot of the fucking collectors, the people that, that straight up refuse to go near eBay and who are sitting on a lot of fire that never makes it to fucking eBay's. You know what I mean? The, right. These, these right, gems, right, right, right. Jason, yeah. right? There's a card you're looking for. I reckon that would show up at a card show. I'll say that. A lot of the old Do you think so? Well, no, not that, but you know, something like yeah, that. Like, something like, like that. You're like, yeah. I can't find it. Yeah. It's there. It's in the card show. So the card show, yeah. Pay to get a table. At that point, you're hustling, you're either trading, you're trying to make deals, you're trying to sell shit. You're not getting hit with eBay fees. You know, maybe, Jason, you know, a bit of cash in hand, you're, you're kind of skipping some taxes People are carrying well. around cash. People are, I, I've seen, I saw a discussion on Twitter about whether or not people were using, uh, they were talking about the National Card Convention, the National as mm. it's called. I think it was in Chicago or something. This year. It is in Chicago this year. And people are saying, are you bringing cash to the National or are you just going to use PayPal? Because obviously you can stand there at the desk and say, what's your PayPal? Oh, I got that. Okay, here's the card. But of course, if you're using PayPal, that's all traceable. You've got to declare that to the tax man. Yeah. Dangerous game. Dangerous game, yeah. Um, right. So you'd have so, that, Jason. You'd have a lot, of, a lot of fun shit. A lot of fun shit going on. You know, a lot of, you're meeting people. You're, you're, you know, you're, in a, you're in an entire room filled with people similar to yourself. I think in some cases, maybe at the national stuff, PSA or BGS would show up and do like live grading. Ooh. So you can just hand them instead of waiting months and months, you can give them your card and they'll do it on the spot. You just wait in a line for a few hours, nothing crazy there. Yeah. And yeah, just it's a magical place. That's what I would say, Jason. It's something I really, really want to get myself into. I really like I I could picture myself running around buzzed buzzed to bits and super jealous of a lot of the cards that would be on show. Yeah, I saw um there was some sort of UK uh UK based uh, card show that was going on in Molyneux Stadium in Wolverhampton. Now I think on, yeah. on previously on this podcast we've said that there's not much to do in Wolverhampton, but alas they haven't at that stopped them. I'm sure Molyneux has top class conferencing facilities and they're having a little UK card show. I'm not going to the UK for that, Enzo, because um well I don't really I don't like it there, but also um <laughs> You don't like what there? I don't okay. like it there. I don't like to be... No, I like... No, I like it. It's fine. I like Scotland. I was in Scotland recently. I like that. Um, but anyway... Are you saying... Jesus. What, what am I saying? You're saying that you're not traveling because it's still COVID times and you're not about that life. That's exactly that what, what I'm saying. Say? That's what I'm trying to say. Okay. Is that I don't trust their whole... Their whole, like, public health organization thing, even though they're vaccinating people at a much higher rate than we are. Yeah, they, um, have, a, they have a deadline for when their shit is going to be over in June. It's annoying that they kind of pulled together a vaccination program after fumbling. Every, I mean, it's annoying from a country rivalry point of view that they fumbled every <laughs> other step and then just hit it out of the park with the vaccines. Yeah, it's messy. I mean, it's not annoying. I suppose it's good. But like, you know what I mean? Like from a petty point of view, it's annoying because we're a mess. It's good for us because there's a lot of people coming in and out from the UK. So the quicker they're all vaccinated, 
I guess that'll help Ireland. <laughs> yes. And then they can all come in. Um, but we should host a card show here in Dublin. Yeah, a lot of people have actually talked to me about that and they're all kind of like, oh, but you'd have to do it in London. I'm like, no, we, we don't. Why would we have to we do really it in don't. London? Because I think like most creators and most people are in, and like the UK is such a huge place for the hobby now. Like it's one of the European focal points. But no, it can be done here, believe me. And I... And, and I'm not against going to London when, when shit's over, like COVID. But we're not going to host it in London. No, we're not going to host it in London. But we would host it here, and I guarantee you would get a lot of buzz from Europe, from the UK, because it's so cheap to get here, and then also from the United States, because there's so many people that go and are comfortable going from Ireland to the, you know. Yeah, I think and it can happen. I don't know why people say it can't. For any of our UK listeners, the Euro is uh, you're going to make money coming over here, exchanging into exchanging your, your pounds into Euros. Uh, you come over here, splash the cash for the weekend. Um, say that you'll we'll ha- we'll have a rule that all prices have to be listed in euros, and then you exchange your pounds. You're making money. <laughs> you're deep in Jason. I like that. Well, that could definitely be done. That'd be great. And we could have a little. We could do like live podcasts. Yeah, some uh, content kind of stages and shit. Like, oh, yeah. oh don't get a me panel, started. A keynote speaker. Can we have a, Can we can we invite someone like I don't know someone like uh, who. Ken Golden. Let's invite Ken Golden to oh. Dublin on his private jet. Oh, he would jet. love it. Oh, he would love it. It'd be the keynote speaker. We could get a few keynote speakers, Jason. Okay. A few speakers. Keys. Maybe there can keys only be one note, keynote. Keys, keynote speakers. I think there's a lot of people that would be buzzed up to shit to come to Dublin, Jason, to be honest. I think... Yeah. It, it, imagine, right? Oh, everything. It's not just a convention. You, you have your convention. You have to crack. Then you go out to the pubs. You have to crack... Yes. You're in Dublin. You're having a good time. You're enjoying yourself. I used to be yeah. a tour guide. I can show you around. Oh, Jason. Oh, part, that could be part of... Oh, don't get... Part of, that could be like the, the, the VIVIVIVIVP tier. Could be Are you like selling NFTs? NFT tiers? If you no, not tiers like that. No, not, no, no. Different kinds Disgusting. of tiers. Listen, we're moving on. John, okay. get excited. We can do it in Dublin. Believe you me. Okay. The soccer card social, Jason, hit us up. All right, soccer card social. He said he picked up Zidane and Beckham, 1998, Brook Bond PG. Don't know what that means. I'm not familiar on them. Um, Tips, base cards for under £10. Okay, so there's two per under the radar, right? That's probably why I don't know what they are. Are cards of this type worth anything from a being rare perspective? So Potentially. I've well, looked oh, that up, up. As, that as we as we as you said it to me. So Brook Bond. Now PG Tips ends. I don't know if you know, if you know this. You remember this from from TV. PG Tips is a is a tea brand, and their mascot is the the little the chimpanzee. Brand. Yeah, they make tea. PG Tips tea. Oh yeah. So we have obviously, if you're in Ireland, you're probably drinking Lions or Barry's tea. But if you go, if you hop across the Irish Sea, you're talking about Tetley's, you're talking about uh, PG Tips, you're talking about Yorkshire tea, I think you have as well. So anyway, the PG Tips monkey, I know, because Johnny Vegas used to do uh, The Voice, he's very funny TV ads. All right, come on now. Get, get, uh, to, the... get to the point. Anyway, <laughs> PG Tips is run uh, or owned by a uh, company called Brook Bond, who are a tea company. And I'm on an article called Tea Cards, right, on Wikipedia. And it says, in the United Kingdom, a number of varieties of loose tea sold in packets from the 1940s to the 1980s contain tea cards, like cigarette cards. Illustrated cards, roughly the same size as cigarette cards, intended to be collected by children. Some of the best no- known were Typhoo Tea or Brook Bond cards. Da, 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 da. A related phenomenon arose in the ni- early 1990s when PG Tips released, released a series of tea-based pogs with pictures of cups and tea so anyway this is crazy tea cards from the 90s i don't i have never heard of these before no this is my first one i've heard of cigarette cards it's like cigarette cards brought brought forward yeah like don't get addicted to cigarettes get addicted to tea because at least that's less soulless yeah and it's for the and they must have done a special edition for the world cup or something yeah the the crooks of it under 10 pound are very this worth picking up i I think something like that graded if the player is the right player, if the scarcity is the right level of scarcity. I think the 1998 World Cup is a huge one for... It Was that a World Cup? Wait, am I being... No. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah 1998 yeah. World Cup was a big one for Beckham as well. It was very controversial. Um, 
Oh, I'm looking I at like the it. cards here. <laughs> I have them I here. I that you have a master computer set up. <laughs> oh, yeah. Enzo, I'm going to share my screen. Why don't you see some of these bad boys? Oh, my. Here we go. Watch the zoom completely collapse as you yeah. add extra. Here we go. Look at these. Oh. Aren't they lovely? Okay. They're very nice. D- there's a Dan. I there's lo- a Dan card. Yeah. I kind of love when the when the frame is there, like when the border is there. Yeah. Even though mostly they're very miscut, but just because like if you get one that is perfectly centered, you know. Yeah, no, I think they look they look really good. And uh yeah, I and think, yes, have... I think they Great. will go up this I'm answering the question because we have a lot chasing, I'm sorry. They will go up, but it will take a longer time and it you need exposure. But thank thankfully for you, as the Merlin two thousand six World Cup box showed last week, when the boys talk about it. Yes. So there's your exposure. Maybe, maybe. Oh, this could be the thing that you were talking about. People purposely someone's pumping PG tips cards on our podcast, and I'm here for it. <laughs> I'm down. Jason, we have a rate my purchase. Okay, ring that rate my purchase bell. Ding ding. Here we go. One one two zero collectibles. Instead of saying the one thousand one hundred twenty, I don't care. This is good. Enzo and Jason, love the podcast. I've been a subscriber since November. Just wanted to ask if you guys still accept submissions for rate my purchase. And I was like, yeah, we do. And then, we do. So that's like a nice, that's a nice humble, Jason. Is that nice, like humble? Listen, lads, love the podcast, been around, you know. Really just want to get your guys' input on my biggest purchase, yeah, even if it doesn't make the show. Thanks for your time. I'm hoping to order from your store when I can afford it. Right? Come on. Yeah, too nice. Stop it. Start, oh, I'm pumping the store now. I put up the Panini hoodies, the Panini, the Panini logo hoodies. I put them up on the site. We have four of them. And for the record, that is not supporting the show. That's just no. supporting Enzo. That's supporting Enzo and his shark ways. Jason, because I said to Jason, yo, should we do this as the show? And Jason's like, I don't want to get involved. And I said, well, I'm going to do it. And but then you okay. still used our website. Because I don't like eBay fees. You guilted me into using our website for something that's only going to benefit you. And who made the website? Squarespace.com. And we are open for sponsorship. So uh, <laughs> from Squarespace. So he's very humble, Jason. He's very humble, right? Okay, I love it. And I say, yeah, come on. You're going to make the show. Let's do this. And then he hits us with this, Jason. Awesome. So I picked up a Jaden Sancho, one of one, super refract from Pops Chrome 2019-2020. Jason's what? face. What? So it's the second year. It's not his first Tops Chrome, you know, the, the classic yeah. first one. Well, but it's a one of one. Talking about it. It's a one of one. Oh, yeah. Super refractor. Right? Yes. Um, he said he paid 2,000 USD, right? That's cheap enough, like dollar to euro. Like That's not... Yeah. It was his biggest purchase ever, so he's excited about it, but it was a steep price, so he wanted to get our input as the experts. The out of 25 and PSA 10 sold for 1,000. So this was my only thing to compare it to. Thank you for your time. Holy shit, it's a beaut. It's a beaut. So it, it's, it's, is it, it's raw, is What's it? It's beautiful about that. Yeah, it's raw, it's raw. Okay. But it doesn't matter. It's 101. That's right. Yeah. The graded population is only ever going to be one, no matter what the grade is. Yeah. So you always have the highest grade of that one of one. But um, what was I trying to say? Don't know. Fair. But no, it's... um, like, Great. Like it's Great purchase. This is what I was going to say. People, because I don't know if you got that on auction or if it was best offer, whatever it is. I'll say this. A lot of people probably want that card. Not a lot of people are looking for that card on eBay. You know what I mean? Like, mm. Tops Chrome does not really get looked at at all, period. Because no one ever really gets the boxes in hand. Like, it's very hard to do that. Yes. And people just don't look for the set. Like, the set just doesn't, like, there's definitely a lot of parallels in the Tops Chrome sets that actually are selling from, especially if they're auctioned off, selling for much cheaper than they should do. Because, like, I mean, just look, how often do you yourself go on and look at Tops Chrome? It just doesn't really happen. Yeah. It's kind of one of those sets where we assume that everyone has the Tops Chrome. But unless it's a specific player that you want, you don't really go in after it. I, I think that was a good purchase. Like Jaden Sancho, we know, still has a lot of potential. Um, still has, uh, I mean, for Dortmund, okay, he hasn't really been a big, big game player. Um, like in their, in their demolition of, not demolition, but in their tightly contested, uh, weirdly tight, but dominant display against uh, Sevilla over two legs. Was he really present? No, not really. Uh, I don't think he played in one of the legs. 
maybe played in the first leg. Um, but he definitely has the the Euros coming up for England. He obviously has the next World Cup and the World Cup after that. He has loads of international football left in him. He definitely has another big transfer in him, at least one big transfer in him. Um, I think it's a great purchase. Like a suit, like if he was to go to Man United or if he was to make a splash in an international tournament for England, like imagine if, do you remember we'll Enzo? have more of a run of form. Sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, do you remember when he, uh, like yeah, if he did something in the Champions League, it'd be phenomenal because everybody's watching Champions League. Um, as we know, no one's watching the Bundesliga because we look at Haaland's prices and he's tearing up the Bundesliga. The prices are like flatlining and then he does one thing in the Champions League. Boom. Um, but what I was going to say about Jaden mm-hmm. Sancho was, imagine, uh, like in the World Cup in 2018, when uh, Kieran Trippier scored that free kick against Croatia. Um, I think it was against Croatia. Uh, yep, the, yeah. If, um, if Jaden Sancho did something like that, it would be so much more glamorous. And he has he has a big moment yeah, in him, and you'll you'll sell that for for thousands of 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 euro. I would I would say well done. Yeah, well done. Big big purchase. Um, and well done for putting your money putting your money down as well. Yeah, big up. Big you up. You can understand why you can't afford that in the store if you're dropping yeah. two stacks. Maybe next James time super, spend if half if you're that. Searching. Spend the other half. <laughs> no, but um, I did a new thing where I just don't open any of the messages because then. That pins them all, so I don't miss questions. Great. It's like my phone is just filled. I don't even know what the questions are in advance, but it's fine. Okay. I... Okay. This guy. This was. Okay. Do, 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 do. okay. One guy said, "Okay, some of the I, I I messed up, and some people were just genuinely DMing me." Okay. Well, don't Soccer read. Don't, don't says, read. I'm gonna get your turkeys. Sorry. Oh. Oh shit! Tr- three questions. Sorry. Right, hold on. Let me just. Hold let on. me just. Hold on one second. Do you want me to stall? Well, you read. Okay, no, these, these are kind of. He said, "What? Okay, he's asked us, what do we think of sticker of ticket collecting? Recently snagged a Messi Champions League debut ticket, and I'm hooked. Tickets, Jacob. They seem to go hand in hand with collecting cards, collecting like physical match day tickets of a player's significant debut or whatever the case may be." Yeah, I mean, I I have somewhere some tickets of games that I've been to, not huge games, but just. The last few games I've gone to, though, the tickets have been on my phone. Um, mm. So that's been interesting because you just get, I just get like email the tickets uh, and you just scan them at the thing. So I think maybe match, physical match day tickets are going by the wayside, like especially with COVID now. They don't, they don't want to be handing back and forth pieces of paper. Um, and so I think it's going to be more and more digital um, tickets going forward, which maybe makes uh, paper tickets kind of more antique antiquated and they're more like a collector's item like oh remember they used to have paper tickets i don't know i haven't ever bought a ticket on like as a, as a memorabilia item i don't know where how i store it i don't have enough top loaders for the cards that i have i don't know do you keep the tickets in a top loader do you keep them in a sleeve what happens to them um but yeah i think it's i think it's cool what do you think yeah i think i think they're cool as well i could i can't really get into them though i'm not i, I understand it but i think i'd i'd care more if i was at the game myself you know, yeah, that's, that's what a ticket is. Like I was there. I agree. You weren't there. Someone else was there, and you have their ticket to say that they were there. You know, like I still get it, but you weren't there. I would say I, I agree with you. I would say that I would. I like to collect the tickets of games that I've been at, but I don't know if yeah. I'd like to collect the tickets of games that other people were at. Yeah, even if they are significant games. Yeah, but that's, I mean, clearly like that's just based on our conversation. It's a complete matter of personal taste. Somebody else might say, I can see the, I can see the opposite argument where somebody says, oh no, but it's cool like this to be like, this is a moment in history. And, but for me, that sentence would have to finish with, and I was there. Do you know? Yeah. Like, cause like, I mean, if you had like the, the World Cup final, Pele's first World Cup final, that ticket, it's like, that's really cool. The person that owned this ticket and bought this ticket was at that game. That's crazy. It's historic. It's a piece of history, but I'm bitter, and I'd be like, "Why wasn't that that game?" Obviously, I couldn't be that game, but I'd be, you know, that's why they struggle. I struggle with it, but I do yeah. understand it. I have looked at them and thought they were cool. Question number two, because it's a tree for Jason. Right. He just said, "Why did the 2006 sticker box go for 3k at Golden?" I can only say it was a fake sale, but I don't think it was a fake sale. I think it was just an uneducated person that was like, "This isn't." I, I, he's. I mean, listen, I'm ready to send everything to Golden Auction. To be honest, he's he's our keynote speaker at our at our convention now. <laughs> at our made up convention, convention, yeah. 
Um, yeah, I can't. Um, I think honestly, it's just uneducated people. They seen it. They thought it was much rarer than it was. Messi, Ronaldo. I, I think those boxes could hit that one day. I think it's still crazy. Maybe they. Maybe it'll be a very long time before they do. But yeah, maybe someone just looked at the PSA ten population. Maybe there was two bidders. They both looked at the PSA ten and they said, right, they're going to the moon. Boxes will follow, and they just ended up outbidding each other without really realizing that you could get them for like two hundred on eBay. Yeah. And I don't know how you're in that type of position, but I do think the wealthiest of the wealthy that do show up, they're not. Um, they're not necessarily. Doing they're not looking at eBay. You know, they're not. They're kind of like oh, I've heard soccer's going crazy. Give me that, and they don't really know. Yeah. And the final part of this threefer. Okay. What do we think of the 2006 mini stickers? I've been picking them up for a few months now. Besides the ton of the cool ones, the Ronaldo Beckham Zlatan one, uh, the World Cup was loaded with... You see that there's like this dual World Cup 2006 sticker with two furs on it. So there's two players instead of three. So it's a different set of mini stickers. Jason. Oh, I'm actually looking think... at those now, I think. Let me have a look. Yeah, I think it's the blue box anyway. But I think Messi... One, uh, one of them, I think Ronaldo is with Rocky Santa Cruz, I think. And maybe Messi... Is alongside a Mexican player, maybe? Let me see. I'm looking at ones that have four stickers. No, no, no. No, No, not them ones, you're saying? No, 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 back off. Okay. I like the mini stickers as a a set. I don't have any. I'd like some. Yeah, Messi Messi is beside Luca Tony. There you go, Jason. Oh, they're cool. Yeah, I like them. I like them a lot. Yeah, I think mini stickers in general are cool. This box, Jason. This box has like every single one of... The mini stickers, every single one of them is like in the box, and there's a few oh. of them on eBay. But I'm not really dabbling. Oh, yeah, look at this. Yeah, I have it here. I'm, I just found that box 163 euro. Not bad, but for me, like, I don't know. I, I, I like the original Panini stickers, I think they kind of fall in line with the kind of normal thing. They're an alternative, I feel like they're super alternative. So there's like World Cup cards 2006, yeah. which are like the iconic ones, creme de la creme. Then there's the World Cup stickers, then there's two different types of mini stickers. I think that that's very, very alt. What about the gold cards? Event? Oh, yeah, and the gold cards as well, yeah. So, And then you even have some match attacks in 2006 that were World Cup themed. So there's a lot. And there's Futera shit as well. But, um, yeah, for me, it's Shout too alt. Futera. There's some Futera yeah. shit as well. <laughs> Sorry. Um, <laughs> um, no, but very great. And um, what was I trying to say? I don't know. I know you don't know, Jason. Um. Yeah, so definite alternate investment, Jason. And I guess as the other ones go to the moon, it's a good buy if it's cheap enough. But it'll take a while before the alternate investments get love as well. That makes sense. Is that complete the three? The three of the That's three? The for? three done. Okay, who's next? Okay, that's not a question. I'll get back to that. That's not a question. That's more of a statement. Um. I'm looking at these mini stickers now. You have me looking at these. Okay, okay. Oh, fuck. Hi, Enzo. Congrats on your amazing eBay sales. What are your top three tips to successfully sell on eBay? What percentage do you make out of eBay on, a, on what, which platform? So what percentage? They're probably like compared to other ones. Mm. How do you ship slash ensure very expensive cards, say over 1K? Thanks. And hopefully you have that amazing Panini hoodie in XXL one day. Ah, okay. So. Thank you for that. My eBay makes up, I would say, 85 to 90% of my sales. As opposed um, to like off, off eBay, like on Instagram and stuff. Yeah. No, yeah. The rest of it comes from just PayPal direct, like, you know, people that DM me. Um, so, yeah, my top, I think you said top three tips or just top tips. Let me just double check. Top three tips. Mm-hmm. So, okay. So, okay, I'll get to the three tips at the end. One of the, the key things, so if anyone that didn't know, I made 12,000 on eBay in the last 90 days, like in terms of sales. Um, and yeah, so my top top three tips linked in with the also, how do you insure expensive cards? Do we know what the profit was on that? Do we know what the... Or... I would say upwards to nine plus grand profit. Okay. Like right. maybe more. Like it was high, high, high margin on everything. Gotcha. Um, what am I trying to say here? Yeah, so some of my top tips, I guess, are kind of like gutter work. There's stuff that a lot of people don't want to do. Like I, I make a, I make a trip to the post office for nine euro cards every fucking day, pretty much. Like you know, Mukoku has been selling the tops now, the original tops now, for nine euro. I just sold one there before we started recording. I sold a few today because he scored recently, so they're all going at nine euro. Got them off for three euro. That's good work. You know, there's like one seventy. There's you know, I probably make about three or four euro per card after they sell. Yes. 
like profit, straight profit. But um, so, so my top tips is like, don't be afraid of that gutter work because it does add up. Like that's not the majority of what's going on, but like that shit, four euro, four euro, four euro, that adds up over three months, you know? Um, especially like Mukoku was a bad example because he had 43, like some, some top snails, for example, or just stickers that you can get sell for like 20 euro, 30 euro, you know? Yeah. Much bigger margins. Um, so for me, yeah, like make sure everything is packaged right, all that shit. Make sure your listings, you put in the effort with the photos. Make sure you put in the effort with the descriptions. Um, I guess not, I mean, make sure your stuff is priced fairly. You know, look mm-hmm. at what else everyone else is selling for. Don't be too overly optimistic unless you believe in the player and you think you'll have a spike down the line. Um, post shit in good time. Post shit, you know, top loader, penny sleeve. Good mini, mini, send it in the, in the post, like send it in the mail. Yeah, like when you're posting stuff out. I, I thought you meant like post it, like like put it on eBay in good time. And I was like, I don't know what that. Oh means. no, no, yeah, no. post it in the mail. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So in 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 a good way. Um, but with regards to like ensuring that Jason, this is kind of something that I kind of wanted to drill home again back to my first point of kind of doing the gutter work. Mm-hmm. I haven't actually done anything special to ensure anything I've sold because right. I've only sold two cards over a thousand. And those are the two lost rookie autos that I had. Those are just you know registered post tracked super you know bubble wrap everything bubble bubble mail or like the work super super yeah. protection so nothing happens but like i haven't like uh, we don't deal with graded cards really in europe that much like these were mostly there was one graded card in, in my entire bunch which sold for 800 which was a Haaland psa 9 uh, foosball so yeah like it's gutter work like there was only 140 euro that was a non-soccer card sale as well right like 140 i sold i sold a digivice like a toy for like 140 um I don't know. I've been doing it for for a very long time. In fairness, like since last summer, I've been very, very regularly selling, selling, selling. Um, I guess I just had a big stockpile of stickers and stock. That's just everything. I'm just selling kind of comfortably. If that makes sense. Like I just have them, you know. Like I, I was selling in volume. So for example, Federico Chiesa scored in the Champions League. I ended up selling like twenty Federico Chiesa rated rookies. You know, mm. so buy in volume. If you if you really believe in someone that they're going to have a peak or their price is going to go up, don't buy. There's no point, like, if you're like, oh, Haaland's foosball will go to the moon, there's no point in having one Haaland foosball. Like, volume yeah. is the game. Yeah, okay. It's not about finding five if you, prospects. If you, if you can buy... Lots. Yeah. yeah, volume is, volume is like, easier when, it's, when the prices are lower. Yeah, of course, of course. Like, you wouldn't, you wouldn't have like, bought so 29 like, Haaland's if they were 100 quid each. No, no. Unless I had 2,900, I believed in Haaland, and I was like... I want to flip this, then it would make sense if you have that to spend. Yes. Most people aren't, aren't spend, coming in with thousands ready to go. But if you don't have that to spend, you see Federico Chiesa rated rookies for three euro a piece and you say he's going to move from Fiorentina and get a big boost and I should be able to sell that for at least six. You know, everyone's hyping this, the Jaden Sancho rated rookie from the same set and the Kai Havertz from the same set and the Alfonso Davis from the same set were hitting 20, 30, 40, 50 individually each one. Chiesa's a forward. Rated rookie, same set. People are familiar with it. He's a forward. He's going to get a big move. He's young. This is great. And that's what I did. He moved. He moved to Juventus, which was, like, there was a point in time where he could have went to United as a backup instead of the Jaden Sancho transfer, which I always thought was kind of United trying to get the Jaden Sancho price down. They weren't actually serious. But I was still like, he has a transfer. He moved to Juventus. The buzz just never happened. I was like, shit. So I thought, oh, that, that was a dead buy. And I had bought like 40 of them. You know, I had 20 of the red parallels. Yeah. I had 20 down the row, so I had two, two optics. But then eventually he scores two goals in the Champions League, and he was on fire in fairness for a few weeks. And now I'm selling, I sold all 40 of them, moved them all on, and like that, they were all like 12 euro, 8 euro, 9 euro, 9 euro, and they were all bought for three. So again, you don't need the hundreds. You just need the right player, young enough. Like for example, if you really believed in Mukoku, you could pick them all up for 9 euro. You'd probably be able, like, okay, that's a bad example because the print run is so high. But like even like, hey, say, say you believed in Anthony. I don't want to say it. I only use ones that I'm selling. <laughs> like, I don't want to pump it. But like, if there's a player that you believe in, volume. That's all I'm saying. It doesn't have to be expensive. So for example, I used to buy the Haaland. This, a lot of my things were like bursts. So like the Haaland, um, the triple sticker from the under-20 mm-hmm. World Cup, the gold foil. I was picking them up for three euro as well. Buying, buying, buying. Going, it's Haaland. It's his first one in the international kit. It is a rookie year. Someday it'll get love. And it just didn't ever. And I was like, fuck. And I had like 40 of them. And I was like, shit. Yeah. And then, like, in the last few weeks, because Haaland went to the moon, everyone started buying that. And I was selling that for, like, €8 euro each as well. €9. Euro. Not glamorous, but it's fucking printing money at the same time, you know? 
Yeah, it depends what your volume. What volume you, is my tip though. Volume is your tip. Like, there's no point going. Oh, there's these five undiscovered players and really spreading your like. Pick one, pick two, and then go hard. There's no point having three. Like people are hitting me up. So many people are like, I bought two fa- uh, foosball stickers at eighty quid each. And it's like, great, but then you're telling me that you also dropped 100 on a Sancho Tops Chrome and then you dropped 200 on an Ansu Fahi Refactor. And you, you know what I mean? You could have put all that money into the Haaland if, if, if you believed, if you knew enough that Haaland was the one. Yeah. It's volume. Like for me, like a lot of the shit, because like people freak out. As soon as I sell something, I relist it straight away and people are like, hey, I just bought that. Why do you have another one? And I'm like, I have 20 of these. And then people sometimes go, can I buy them as a lot? And then you, you know, you just move it all in one shipment. Makes life a lot easier. Like, yeah, that's been my, my kind of game. And, like, Tops Now definitely helped a lot with that because it, it was hard to lose on Tops Now if you bought them in bricks of 20. Mm-hmm. Um, and, like, rookies and stuff like that. But, yeah, that, 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 that's how I kind of got to where I am, I guess. Yeah, good. Um, and do you generally offer free shipping? Yes, yeah, so my shipping, norm, I normally just mix it all into the price. So it's, my price on eBay will always be the cheapest of that specific card that I can possibly list. Okay. Good stuff. Good. Yeah. Um, right. And I'm going to try to get the double XL, but I don't know if I'll be able. Mm. Cause they're like sold out fully those hoodies. Um, okay. No. Jason, this one's for you. Yes. PGS carry football cards. Hit you up, hit you up, Jason. And said, best father Ted extra. Best father Ted extra? That's the question. I think he's from Northern Ireland, maybe. Yeah, he's from Northern Ireland. Um, I don't know what we that... To... I don't know what that means. Uh, I don't know if it means, like, is it a per- like a person, like an, like an extra, like an actor who doesn't have any lines in father Ted? Um, but I'm going to take it as best Father Ted like guest appearance, um, and I okay. think maybe uh, my favorite Father Ted uh, guest appearance is Brendan Grace. Um, I forget what the name of the priest is, but he's doing kind of a very, um, very kind of Dublin uh, hard hard partying priest. Uh, who's who scandalizes all the other priests, and he's very funny. And um, but I'll tell you this, Enzo. In general, I'm not a big Father Ted fella, which is sacrilegious to say in Ireland. Um, but I, I'm the I was, same. But I, I kind of use my Italian, my Italian flag comes out for that. No, I mean I'm as Irish as it gets, and I'm also big into comedy, and I just don't love it, and never have really connected with it. Sorry, all right, don't make us any enemies here today. We no, I know, but I, I know, but I, yeah, it's funny. I had, I have laughed at it. Yeah. I just, I again, in our, if anyone doesn't know what Father Ted is, if you're from Ireland or you're from the UK, you'll know what it is. It was on Channel Four in the nineties. Uh, it's a program about uh, three priests who live on an island off the uh, west coast oh, yeah, of Ireland. Come on, stop this. Hang on, stop this. and it's a very iconic uh, comedy program from the nineties in Ireland, and. It's huge. Shut up. I'm telling people. They don't know what a father Ted is. I know, but soccer cards only. Um, Eduardo Andrade hit us up. Oh, have you frozen? No, you haven't. Hit us up and said, will vintage go down the next few months, creating more opportunity to buy? I don't think so. I think vintage, the kind of thing that they sell us with vintage is that it's all going up. Like, I'm sure some vintage will go down. I'm sure some people are going to be stuck with Stanley Matthews um, at some point. No, you mean well, what you I mean is some, some people talking. some people will get to keep Stanley Matthews. will get to keep Stanley Matthews. They'll have the privilege, the honor and the privilege of yeah. No, I don't know I what's think, happening. Um, I don't keep track of the vintage market really because I don't I don't understand what's driving the vintage market. Which is fair. I'd like to know. We should have a vintage collector on the show. We need to talk to El Ray because he is literally the man and he does listen, I do believe. And I don't know what... Yeah, okay. I like... Okay. I, I think if vintage is going down, be careful if you're like, I'm going to really buy this dip because it might not be a dip. It could be a... <laughs> realization. It could be a realization. It could be a market correction. Jason, What's up? James hit us up and said, what's stopping HGA 
type company from popping up in the UK and sweeping up grading this side of the pond. I think Soccer Card United are. I think I think they we would absolutely slate HGA if they if they came with their bullshit over this end. But the wider scope, because he said type, if what's stopping a grading company popping up here and then becoming the go-to ambition? I would say ambition yeah. vision. Like Jason, if someone if someone fucking hit up, if someone just set up a grading company, even if it's brand new, no. Like, I mean, it should be SGC, it should be PSA, it should be BGS, whatever. But if a brand new one just came through and literally just give a few sponsorships out to the last. <laughs> no, it literally. <laughs> no, we don't take sponsorships. We don't influence marketing. No, we, we, and we definitely. Wait, other influencers. No. What I'm saying is, yeah, you could definitely, there's a lot of people that could definitely be paid off easily enough. And even just, yeah, just, just. But I'll tell you what's stopping it, Enzo, is because what's stopping it is no one would send their cards there because the cards wouldn't have any value. That's true. But like, yeah, because like, what's the why would I go? Yeah, what would I grade with you? Oh, now I have, you know, uh, UK. It'll be a three-letter acumen or no, European. Be a three-letter acumen. Yeah, and then oh great, I have a ten for you know UK great UKG. Well, what good is that doing me? Like, you know, it's no good to me. I, now I now I have to just sell. I have to sell to somebody and put in the eBay listing. Uh, PSA regrade question mark. Do you know what I mean? So what's the problem is that we have no credibility because the, the only reason we grade is to increase the resale value. People say you grade it to protect your cards, but I've seen so many cards messed up in, in, in slabs that I don't really buy into that. You're grading because you want to protect or define the value of the card. And a new grading company wouldn't really do that. What I think we need is a existing grading company, one of PSA, BGS, or SGC, to come over here and say, we have a new facility, it's in Europe, and you can ship to it, and it will. It never has to go across the Atlantic. That's what we need. We don't need, we don't need a start-off. We need an expansion. Yeah, we, we need to find out why they're not doing that. It, it's crazy to me that like they seem to be super overworked in terms of card backlog, they seem to be extremely successfully busy in terms of financial yeah. money that they're making. Why are they not expanding and building out? Like, why are they not scaling? They're probably just overwhelmed. Yeah. Or maybe it's they don't, maybe they don't. I mean, in fairness, if I was them, I'd be very careful because like, you don't want to say, you don't want to spend millions setting up a whole European operation and then life restarts after the pandemic and everyone's like, I'm just going to spend this money on doing the things outside my house that I used to do that I used to do fair. There's definitely been a pandemic boom within sports cards. The whole boom isn't pandemic related, but there definitely has been a, that's a driver. So if I was any of the companies, whether it be one of the manufacturers or one of the grading companies, I'd be like, okay, let's see how this plays out kind of six months after the pandemic. And then we'll think about long-term. I guess it's hard to like set up a grading company in a country that you can't travel to. <laughs> Yeah. All right, Jason. Dylan has up and said, thoughts on Bundesliga international stars set, particularly the Haaland card that came out months before his Chrome rookie. So I think that's, um, it had a 600 print run maybe, and it was basically similar to the Bundesliga start of the season, but came out a bit, er- a bit earlier. Um, I think the concept of, this is one thing I want to say straight up, the concept of it came out way before his top's Chrome Bundesliga doesn't matter. Doesn't fucking matter. No, the, no one remembers that. The set matters. Tops Chrome matters. He's in a he's in a Dortmund kit, so Tops Chrome Bundesliga is the Dortmund kit card to have for the most part. Now, the thing that differentiates it will be print run, and then you have something. But you don't don't. Yeah. It came out first. Doesn't matter. Yeah, you case, play for you played for molded any of the brand or be Salzburg. So if we want to play, what came out first? We can play those games. Yeah, why buy a why buy a Dortmund kit at all? Yeah, if you're talking. If, if what you care about is the why buy a sapphire? Do you know? Mm. Um. So I think I I've looked at this set because obviously I've been a bit, I was big into the uh, Bundesliga stars of the season part two, which was just didn't have the uh, the international stars thing. The international stars card by Haaland is really cool. It's like a Nor- like basically what it was. They take the players in the club kits, and the background of the card is like kind of uh, based on their country. So it's like a cool Norwegian flag kind of thing going on. And it's a cool card, short print run. I think it's good. I think if Haaland ever goes to a World Cup with Norway, that would be cool as well. 
Um, I think, look, it's short print run. It's Haaland. It's going to hold value. If you could pick it up for less than, I don't know, if you could pick up one of the sets, or you could pick up the card for less than 100 quid, 150 quid. I don't see how you're going to lose money on it. Um, but yeah, I, I think it's a cool card. I, I, I think short print runs are going to become more important in the hobby in the next few years because print runs are going to explode. They already have exploded. Um, like think of the difference in print run in the upcoming Panini Prism or the, the Panini Prism Premier League that's out now compared to uh, what it was in, in the first Premier League Prism. Think about what's going to be World Cup 2022. What's that print run going to be like compared to World Cup uh, 2014? You know what I mean? Yeah. So these short print runs are... The graded print run. The graded population, should I say. Yeah. So these short print runs are going to become more and more important. So don't expect it to explode anytime soon if you do get those. Um, but do expect to do okay long-term. I know I know Silverback, Soccer Silverback, just picked up uh, maybe six or eight of those cards. So Yeah. Love to see that. Um, print run, print run, print run. Don't get caught up in what came out first. Chrome is Chrome. Short numbered chrome cards are always going to be the go 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 to in terms of, of value. Um, but yeah, definitely a good set. Like this, I think it was 630, maybe was the print run. That's always a good buy. That's always yes. a good buy. Agreed. Um, okay, Jason, last question of the day. Okay, this comes from Ash Lewin. Will NFTs and digital collectibles topple the physical market? I personally, I don't think I mean physical card market, not the entire universe. <laughs> But I mean, the question's valid either way, potentially. It's yeah. um, I personally think they can coexist. But with many seemingly moving digital, what does it mean for cards and stickers? Jason, you've been more into the NFT space than I would. And I say that just because you've put more money into it. I, I've been paying attention to it, but I haven't really been able to deposit. They won't let me. That's probably for my better. Probably for, It's probably best. Yeah, well, I'll tell you where I'm where I'm at with it. I've been playing around with uh, so rare, a good bit, buying some players, um, currently building a team for the European Challenger League. Uh, so that's players from outside the top five leagues playing in Europe. So Portugal, Holland, uh, Belgium, Turkey, places like that, and uh, Russia. So I've been doing that. It's been going well, and I like it. I like it a lot. Um, I think they definitely can coexist. And I actually think it's going to be a health, personally, I think it's going to be a healthy thing for the physical card market because I think it's going to focus a lot of people up and physical cards. It's going to bring physical cards back to, I think, being the high-end collectibles that they are. And for instance, like I don't think, it, I like so rare a lot. I don't think I'm going to be prospecting in physical cards really anymore. Um, because I don't think I want to do it. I don't think I want to go and buy a load of a player that I think is going to be great um, in physical card form and buy like his base or buy his stickers or buy his base cards or anything like that because then I have to wait on what you all think about him. You know what I mean? Something like so rare. <laughs> no, I don't mean that. I just mean like like with something like so rare, something like digital collectibles, information is much more easily tradable and acting on information is much quicker. So if I, if I'm watching a game and a player does something and I say, Oh, I'd like to, I think he's good. I think he's going to go up in value. I think he's going to move somewhere. Um, or like, let's say you're watching a Europa league game. There's an English club playing a club from anywhere, not usual. And there's a good player. I'm like, Oh, there's, they're probably going to buy him. Cause that happens a lot. Um, <laughs> So instead of going and finding, he might play for someone like, he might play for Fenerbahce or he might play for Slavia Prague. Panathinaikos. Yeah, Panathinaikos. So I might say, uh, or he's in the Club World Cup or something. He plays for Tigres. And I'm like, oh, I'll get his rookie card. And it's not covered by a license or it's, it's in America. I'm going to have to import it or it's somewhere or whatever. I don't know what condition it's in. I don't want to have to really deal with all that. I just think this guy's going to go up in value. I'm buying him for prospecting purposes, not for collecting purposes. So I can go on to something like SoRare, or I can go on to whatever their competitor is going to be. I can just buy that player and I can flip it because I have no attachment to it. However, there are cards that I want. I would like a Joao Felix rookie graded. You know, I would like Republic of Ireland stuff graded. I'm going to have to be the one to grade it. But <laughs> um, do you know what I mean? So I actually think it's going to take a bit of the prospecting out of collectibles. And it's going to bring them 
into a more pure form. I, I, it's going to be, if you're big into the hobby, like if you, like from a purist collecting point of view, NFTs are the best thing that's happened in the last three years, if you're a purist. Because it's going to take a lot of the people who are only here to flip. They're going to go to NFTs and you can get back to the real good stuff. I love that, Jason. I like that sentiment. And yeah. observation. And prediction, I guess. All rolled into one, a little essay. Jesus, you really, you've been thinking about this. (laughs) Could you tell? I actually was thinking about it a lot. Yeah. I guess, I guess, yeah, when you're in this space, you have to think about it because it is potentially a threat. Now, I also agree that they can coexist, but yeah, it's a potentially a threat. And so you'd be a fool not to at least think about it and how could this impact? How can it play out? And, you know, am I overexposed on certain things or am I underexposed or is opportunity here? You know, that sort of stuff. And I mean, I don't, we don't know, like obviously physical cards have been around for so long and have had so many booms and so many dips and have always kind of come back with a vengeance at some point. And we know they have a much longer history in terms of their value. We don't know about that for NFTs. We don't know if they're going to have long-term value. We don't know if there's going to be secure. I know the blockchain is apparently impenetrable, but some of the platforms that use it aren't. Um, so we don't know what's going to happen. So it's not a sure thing, but I think it is very exciting. And I also think as a, I would like to link this to people asking about your eBay stuff because mm. we're, we're different kinds of people. You don't mind buying a load of a card, a load of tops now and selling for nine euros, selling for 12 euros, selling for 15 euros and doing that 50 times. And let's be honest, quadrupling your money. That's great. Mm-hmm. I don't want to do that. I don't like to do it. I don't, it's not my thing. I would rather just buy one of the player on a so rare and then sell them for four times what I bought them for. Yeah. And again, I like the idea of not having to be completely reliant on market sentiment because you are playing like in so rare's case, you're playing a game um, and there's utility to it, you know, whereas mm-hmm. the collectability is all you have really in, in physical collectibles. There's no utility. Yeah, I agree with that. So it's interesting. interesting. Yeah, we don't know what's <laughs> going to happen. No, it is interesting. I do love doing... For me, there's just so much opportunity in the gutter, and that's kind of where I like to be. But I don't know. I, I, I'm becoming convinced more and more that that opportunity is being squeezed out a little bit. That's fair. Like, I don't... Like, if you think about a player now... Like, because I, I, my feeling is, I know the players. Mm. I know who's out there. So I'm kind of thinking, who's under the radar? Because the market is so much more mature, you have to stay one step ahead, you know, um, all the time. That's fair. Um, I agree with that. I have lots of eBay questions because I was opening questions that I thought were questions, but they were like, what's your eBay name? How much money did you put in to get 11K out and all, all this sort of stuff and customs questions? So I'm going to, I'll dig into them later. I didn't want to bring them onto the show. But, um, Oh, one final thought as well on that. Sorry. Um, The thing about prospecting and physical collectibles and why it's hard, getting harder with soccer is everybody gets more educated on soccer um, and the market gets more mature, which is no doubt a good thing. Like if someone's in Champions League Chrome, it's very hard to find prospects in Champions League Chrome because they're playing in the Champions League. Mm. Not only are they playing in the Champions League, they're not just in the squad. They've been chosen as one of the players to be included in the set. You know, prospecting in the Premier League prospecting in the premier league the most watched league in the world how how like, are you gonna do it how are you gonna do that well, you can prospect in the belgian league you can prospect in the dutch league you can prospect in the russian russian league you can prospect in spain i know but i'm just saying it's it's as the market gets more mature that's a good thing for the market overall but it does become harder for those of us who are relying on our kind of footballing nows. becomes harder to make money money purely out of that yeah, fair. It's um, I think that there's a good year, two years left of really creaming the prospecting market, soccer card wise. Like I see, I see what you're saying, but I still think there's a lot to be done, and I feel like I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna do what I can. Great, well, I wish you the best of luck. I still think grading. I think that's such a huge thing in soccer is just buying cards, grading them, flipping them. Like, I've definitely sold so many things that I could have graded and then sold. 
and would have got yeah. much bigger margins. But there's Please, also like somebody open up a grading house over here, but not a new one. Somebody convince one of the existing grading houses to come over here. Yeah, it'll be a real mess. Don't be sad if HGA set up a European one and then everyone just shit on them and then PSA and the likes go, oh, look, that doesn't work in Europe. No, it's it's it's, eight, it's HGA. It's okay. Not... If, and again, if someone from HGA wants to come on the show and talk to us, that's fine. We don't, mean, we don't mean to just attack you all the time. You're just a, you've become a code word for uh, weird upstart grading company. So that's just, I'm sorry. You may just have that. Yeah, you left yourself with your Facebook rants. Yeah. Um, so yeah, although in, in fairness, Enzo, if, if, if a new company did say we're going to be the graders for Europe, we probably would send them our stuff just to see what they were like. But not our good stuff. No, but we, we have stuff we could send them. Oh, yeah, we could send them a few. <laughs> Robbie, we could send them. Hey, come on. No, no, no. With them. no. We could send them some Adama Traores or something like that. My God, a few nice ones. He started today. I wonder if he ripped up. Let me let me check that live. I wonder if he ripped Liverpool to shreds. Uh, got got that hat trick. No, he lost one nil. Jota scored. God bless Jota. He back. And he Did scored. Jota score? Yeah. Wow. Very good. Well, just hold all my Jota prisms back in the day when he started scoring for Liverpool. I was like, thanks very much. Let me dip out. I think that's the end of the show. We were kind of we meandered off there at the end. We are still doing the podcast and I want to say to everybody, thank you for listening. We will see you on Thursday for episode 33, Lash Decreased of Soccer Cards United. Uh, and Enzo, have a, huh? Anyway. I said Lash Decreased. 30, 33 is the age that Jesus was crucified at. So. Why do you know that? Because I'm a good boy and I read my Bible when I was young. Well, I watched Father Ted because the church dominated life here in Ireland for a long time. Okay, we'll see you on Thursday. Now Soccer Cards United do. Now Soccer Cards United do. Bye-bye.